0: Welcome to Strong Babe Collective. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello my gorgeous babe and welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast where I am here today with an incredible interview with the amazing Kelly Marsiniak. Kelly is the founder of The Freedom Babe, a platform, brand, and tribe that teaches millennial women how to design a life that makes people wonder if you even have a job. (laughs) Whether you are building a freedom-based business or striving for a life filled with wine and dining and first-class travel, Kelly has got you covered. Kelly believes you shouldn't have to compromise your freedom to run a thriving business or upgrade your life. You can have it all. I am so excited to have Kelly on the show for today's episode where we talked about so much that I know you are going to love. In this episode, we talk about her transition from network marketing into running her own wildly successful business, how that business grew and evolved into the Freedom Babe over time, and why listening to her intuition and investing in a business coach allowed her to truly manifest all that she was so worthy of, both in life and business, as she now lives a life of freedom, impact, travel, and abundant flow. Talking to Kelly was incredible as we touched on all the aspects of running a heart-centered business, how to manifest the abundance from a place of ease, and why taking inspired action is everything, even when it feels messy and you're not 100% sure of your path. Because feeling the fear and doing it anyway is what allows you to truly manifest all that is waiting for you. There is so much more inside of this episode, so get ready, my love, for all that you are about to hear. I am so excited to share this with you, and I am so looking forward to hearing the massive shifts that it helps you to make. To let us know you love this episode, you can screenshot it at any time and tag both Kelly and I in your Insta stories so that we see it. You can tag us at the Freedom Babe and at Strong Babe Collective. And now, my love, let's welcome Kelly Marciniak to the Strong Babe Collective podcast. Welcome, gorgeous Kelly. I'm so excited to have you here with us on the Strong Babe Collective podcast. How are you?
1: Oh my God, I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Totally my pleasure, hun. And honestly, I'm excited and I know all of our listeners will be so excited to have you. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I love your vibe. I've been following you for quite a while over on Instagram and I feel very grateful to have you here on the show. So Welcome. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you yet. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about the Freedom Babe. Share all the juicy deets.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, totally. So yeah, I am the founder of the Freedom Babe, which is like a platform, a brand, a tribe that just supports millennial women in creating that freedom lifestyle that we see so many people living on Instagram these days and they're just like, how the hell do I do that? So I do that through, um, kind of like business coaching or consulting, um, for women that I actually work one-on-one with. And that's for anyone who's like, doesn't know how to create that lifestyle and is maybe working a job that they hate and like needs that vehicle. Um, but also women who, already like have businesses, but their businesses are running them. So I'm sure we've all been in that situation before where we're like, Oh my God, I started this business for the freedom and I am working 12 hour days and my time is like filled with like client work. And I don't have the time to even like move my own business forward, let alone enjoy my life. So I'm just such a believer in having fun and that our lives should be spent doing the things that we love and like, traveling and drinking wine and all of that good stuff um so yeah that's kind of what inspired this and i mean i love working i love having an online business and sometimes the work and play overlaps each other it often overlaps each other which is great but i just think if we're not enjoying the freedom that we started our businesses for in the first place then what's the point so yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I so feel you on that. And it's actually something that I have like to chat about to to you later in the podcast. So we will get to that, but I'm so glad that you brought it up because it is such an important thing that you do see so much with so many entrepreneurs and babes who start businesses you know wanting that freedom life and then finding that they sort of get trapped in this sort of cycle with it so I love that and I love that you're so about that freedom life and you know you know prioritizing play and things that feel good and you know doing all the things that you love and that's great I'd love to know you know how did this come about for you so like how did that
1: journey actually start for you? Okay, totally. It's a bit of a long story. Are you cool with that? Definitely. I love a good long story. Okay, Okay, awesome. I'll take you back to the beginning then. So okay, so it's funny because I always knew that I wanted to be successful and I wanted to have make a good income, but I also wanted to like live a really cool life as well. Like I didn't want to the idea of like working crazy hours or like going to school for eight years to be a doctor and then like spend all my time working just never appealed to me. Um, But to be honest, like in high school, when we're like kind of forced to pick a direction that we want to go, whether it's with the courses that we're taking in high school or applying to university and college, I just never felt like I knew what I wanted. And I felt like I was choosing out of a hat, to be honest. I just Mm -hmm. felt like I had to I was given like 10 options and it was like, here, pick one. And none of them felt good. But anyways, my parents were really adamant on me going to school because that's something they never did and like getting a good job. And I wanted to go to school. So I, at the time, enjoyed like the sciences and enjoyed learning about health and stuff. So I went to school for health sciences. I studied that for four years. And again, at the end of the four years, I was like, okay, but I don't know what job to, to like apply for now that I'm done school. Like I really feel that my program didn't do a great job of showing us what jobs were available. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess like I'll apply to nursing school because I'll have a legitimate job after that. And again, that was like another two years of school. So I applied, um, the year I was supposed to graduate or the year I did graduate. And Funny enough, I didn't get in. I guess like mm-hmm. a little too much partying or dollar beer <laughs> nights at university will do that. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll just work. Like I can use the money right now. So I'll spend a year working and upgrading some of my marks and I'll apply again. So I did that. And it was so funny because literally the same week that I sent all my applications the second time around into nursing school, I was introduced to network marketing. Mm. Um, I don't know if you and your audience are familiar with that.
0: I do Do
1: know. Give a little intro for those that don't. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's basically like network marketing, MLM, whatever you want to call it, where you're partnering with another company to sell their product and you build a business through that. And basically through selling their product, but also getting other people to partner on and you build like a team. And when I had that meeting, I was shown how I could make a six-figure income, um, work minimal hours, travel, like live this amazing lifestyle without needing to be like in a cubicle or have a boss and like without any of the things I didn't like about the corporate world. So I was immediately like, holy shit, this is why nothing has ever made sense for me before. And I was hooked. Like I signed up right away. I was so into it. And in that same moment, though, I was like, "Crap! I just applied to nursing school, and I don't really want to have to make that decision and upset my parents." So hopefully, I just don't get in. So <laughs> funny enough, I think the universe likes to throw us some curveballs here and there and test us. Um, I got accepted to all of the schools I applied for after <laughs> the literally the year before getting into no, none of them. I got accepted into all of them, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have to make a decision." And in my gut, I just knew that I had to follow this path and I knew that nothing ever felt right before because I was supposed to be an entrepreneur and I was supposed to be on this path so I pissed off my parents. I declined all those offers. And then I stuck it out with network marketing for a couple of years and I still worked part time on the side. Um, and it was great. Like I loved helping women achieve their goals. Like I did see, um, a little bit of success in there, but after a few years, like I have so much respect for people who are in network marketing because I know how much work it is. And Mm. it is hard. It is kind of hard depending on your compensation plan to to make a full-time income off of it. And it takes time. And after a few years, I just kind of lost my drive and my passion for it. And I was like really confused because I loved working with women and helping them achieve their goals. And I love being an entrepreneur, but this just didn't feel like the right path anymore. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of when I happened to stumble across a business coach and I, I didn't want to hire her, but I did because I knew that I needed to do something different if I was going to get different results and be in a different place a year from then. And I hired her and she basically helped me create a personal brand and offer services. And then I had like network marketing on the side, but because I loved offering my own services and doing my own thing so much more the network marketing kind of just fell to the back burner and eventually faded out. And the first like few months of my business, um, I mean, I did start working with clients right away, which was amazing, but it wasn't the freedom babe right away. It was just like my first and last name, which again, isn't something that, really resonated with me, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to put it out there and I can always change it down the road. And then it kind of all clicked one day when I was, I think I was like preparing for a webinar and I was like, okay, what do I really want to get across here? And like the, the freedom thing always resonated with me. And I just started writing down possible names for the webinar. And when I wrote down the freedom, babe, I had this like instant, like Uh aha moment. I was like, Oh my God, this is my brand. Like this is literally who I am, what I do. And it just, it just took a minute for the name to catch up. So Mm. that is like the very long story (laughs) of how the freedom babe came to be. And again, ever since I have come across that, it's just, it's felt so good and it's resonated with so many people. Mm. And that's really what I do is just help these girls who want to live these freedom lifestyles and who already are freedom babes. They just don't know it yet. And they just need to like kind of peel back a few layers to unleash that part of themselves. Oh, I love it. And I love the energy that
0: comes across from you when you talk about it. Like you can tell that you have wholeheartedly stepped into your power. Like that is why you are here. That is what you're meant to be doing. Because it like it like radiates out of you. And it's so great to hear. And what I love like listening to that whole joint like journey as you went through, like obviously for you originally, it was very much so about like I think living up to the expectations of what you thought everybody else wanted you to do. Would that would you
1: say yes? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, I just always, I've always kind of felt well, not now so much, but before it was just like, I didn't really know how to like look within myself for the answer. So I was like, oh, they want me to do this. I'll do that. And even now, sometimes I find myself getting caught in that. I like Mm. look for others to tell me what to do. And it's a pattern that comes up and I have to be conscious of, but yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: Definitely. Definitely. It's all about recognizing those limiting beliefs when they come up for you and being like, okay, here's another chance for me to up level and to move through that. I'm not defined by this. I'm not defined by everybody else's ideas around me. I've got to look at the internal and definitely like even listening to your journey as you went through, like, I feel like the, like the defining moment for you, like, yes, of course you went through and you had that success with your network marketing business and that kind of like sparked it. And I always say, you know, everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason. Like you're on your divine journey. Like everything is just absolutely perfect at all times and that was obviously such a critical part of your journey as you went through but what I feel like was the defining moment for you was when although you built this thing that you loved your intuition still called out and was like babe this this isn't it like (laughs) you're close to something else and that was where that connect obviously came up for you and What I love listening to that is like you listen to your intuition. You were like, okay, like I'm feeling a bit off with this. I know there's got to be something else. And then obviously this business coach came up for you and you didn't even want to work with her, but you still followed your intuition and you knew like, okay, like I've got to do this. And I've been down that path myself. I've worked with clients who have been down that path. I've seen like friends go through it where... You know, there's that hesitation and that fear that comes up around like invest. I'm guessing that's what that was for you. Like the, it's not that you didn't want to work with them. It's more like investing in yourself is like a little bit scary. (laughs) And there's that fear that yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Like I was trying to keep myself small, like because I did want to work with her. I just didn't want to invest the time or the money. But that I realized, like if I keep looking at things that way, and if I didn't just do it, I was going to be stuck in that same place and I wasn't going to make any progress.
0: 100%, 100%. And like I've been there myself, like had that hesitation around making that investment and doing that thing. But as soon as you do it, and obviously the same is true for you as well, like you make that investment, you make that energetic commitment to yourself and to the coach that you're going to work with and everything shifts and it opens up such a door for so much to flow to you. Would you say that that's what happened for you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And something else that I really believe too is like, I don't necessarily think I'm like, I love my brand and I think that my brand will continue to evolve, but I don't think that I will necessarily do like business coaching forever. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's just interesting because I just think that so many people are holding themselves back because they think they have to have the number one answer and have to have it figured out for the rest of their lives. But you have these intuitive pulls to guide you closer to where you're supposed to be. So even if what I'm doing right now, isn't what I'm doing in three years from now, I know that this is part of the path to get to where I'm supposed to be in three years.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And that is such a such a great piece of advice um, you know for everyone that's listening is like you know just because you don't necessarily have it all mapped out and you don't have the exact perfect plan laid out in your head doesn't mean you shouldn't take that first step and you shouldn't just put yourself forward and start doing the things like about what feels good to you right now because it is going to all be such a part of you evolving and you growing and you stepping into your power and finding where it is that you're meant to go but it's all about taking that first initial step even when it feels really messy
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's okay for it to be messy it should be messy if it's not messy then like you've waited way too long (laughs)
0: definitely (laughs) definitely it's all about just feeling that fear and just going for it anyway and realizing that like stepping forward when it is messy is what allows you to evolve and to grow and to step forward and to eventually get to where it is that you're always destined to go anyway but it's all about actually taking that first step in the beginning. So I love that piece of advice. That's really, really good. Um, you know, obviously for you, like freedom and travel and lifestyle, like all of that is so important to you. But can you share a little bit of light about like why that's so important to you? And obviously that's what your whole business mm-hmm. is based around. So I'd love to know why that's important for you and why it's important for you to um, work with other babes to have that life for themselves as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's just something like travel was always something that was so appealing to me. And I mean, I love to travel, but I also love to come home. So I'm not necessarily, I mean, I haven't done travel where I've been away for more than like four or six weeks, but I am not necessarily saying that I'm traveling in the sense where I'm like going on these like elaborate trips for months at a time. Like I like to go on frequent trips that are like Mm -hmm. anywhere from like a few days to a few weeks. And then I like to come home and like have my time here and go back. And I think what I love about that is just having the option to do that. And I think that's what travel has always represented to me is like freedom in this state in the sense of having a choice and having that option available to you. So I think that's why I like to travel the way I do. It's because mm-hmm. I can be like, okay i can be at home when that feels good and i can take off when that feels good and go and do something else and it's just represented again like not being chained or not being like not having to live my life based on someone else's expectations of me and mm. being the one who calls the shots and being the one who gets to make those decisions so that's been important to me. And then as soon as I got a little taste of it and I started traveling here and there, it's just, it's like a, it's like a very good drug. Yeah. <laughs> if like you get addicted to it and it becomes fun. And now if I don't travel for a certain period of time, like before I would maybe take one or two trips a year. And the last time I was away was about a month ago and I'm not going away again till the end of March. And that feels like a really long time. Mm. Um, so it's just been cool to like really see that grow. And I know that where I was before I started traveling, when I really wanted that, I know that so many women want that now. And I just know how powerful it is to see that come to life. And for me, having a business and being my own boss and all of the things that having a business has brought me, um, that's been able to make, to help me travel. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not all just about the business, but the business really is the vehicle to live the freedom lifestyles that we want because having a business, making our own money, making our own rules, making our own schedule gives us that freedom. So Mm -hmm. for the girls who are like, oh my God, I want to travel more and I want to be able to take off and I want to do this and this and this. It's like, okay, well having your own online business is the vehicle that gives you those options and it gives you that freedom. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, that was great. And yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, obviously as well, like looking back on your journey and sort of where you've come from, Like, and for those listening as well, like, and you know, the idea of starting a business and I used to be someone and you know, the babes that listen to the podcast know this story very, very well. But I had a business prior to this one that I had the expectation that it was meant to be hard. You know, I had this belief that to have a business was difficult. It was hustle. It was grind. It was 80 hours a week. um, And I manifested a full on breakdown. Like I hit rock bottom in my own life, like literally lost my business, was broke, like all those sorts of things, like literally the bottom point and so i've been on that side of things like with that expectation that it is supposed to be hard and in going through my rock bottom i came out the other side and was like this is this can't be how it is like it's got to be different to this and strong babe collectives came out of that like it was like the seed towards that blossoming um but for those that are obviously listening you know Um, And I'd love to sort of hear sort of your take on this, because obviously, you know, when you started your business and it wasn't called the Freedom Babe and things like that, you know, what did that look like, you know, and how did you make that transition into having such a freedom life? And when I say freedom too like not necessarily like travel and trips, but like being able to be like, yep I just work till 1 p.m. And, you know, like it's really easy. It's chilled. It's relaxed. Mm -hmm. if I want to go and have like a facial in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I can like, you know, obviously in the beginning, was it like that in the beginning of your business or is that something that you've worked towards?
1: so okay so it's funny because when I was in network marketing I it was really hustle because it was like okay it was like about an, it was a numbers game it was like reach out to this many people get this many things blah 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 so I took on that energy when I first started this business and I thought again I like I was kind of the same as you I I mean it wasn't working like 20 hour days, but I basically thought if I wasn't at my laptop, Mm. I wasn't working and therefore I couldn't like get a client. Um, and then it was kind of funny because when I got my first client, it just, it happened very organically and naturally. Like I took some inspired action and it worked basically. It didn't work the way I thought it was going to do, but I still got a client from that. And I remember, um, it being, I was a few months into my business. This was about two years ago. And I was actually about to go on a trip to Australia and New Zealand. And I was like, Oh my God, like I have to, I have to call in some money right now if I'm going to make this work. Like I already had my flight book, my hotels booked, but I didn't really have the spending money figured out. And I was going for a month and I was like, joking to my sister, but kind, well, I was joking, but at the same time I was freaking out. I'm like, well, I need to like get some clients right now. Otherwise I'm going to be like working the streets in Australia <laughs> to make money. So <laughs> I was like freaking out. And again, I was like, Hey, I have to put in the hours. I have to sit at my laptop. I have to do this, this, and this. And then I had a moment where I was like, okay, well how did my first client come in? And that's mm-hmm. when I realized It didn't happen from me freaking out and emailing a bunch of people and like sitting at my laptop, just like waiting or like hustling. It happened when I took the action and I also just kind of trusted that it was going to work and it happened very organically and naturally. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was like, okay, well maybe I actually need to do the opposite. Maybe I need to take a break from my laptop and just trust that if I go out and have fun right now, because I was also debating, um, going to like a ski resort for a couple days with a bunch of people I worked with at the time. And I was like, maybe I just need to trust that by taking a break and having fun, this is all going to work out and Mm -hmm. that the clients are going to come. So I did that. And funny enough, um, that same week I called in two clients and they both paid in full and it was more than enough that I needed for my trip. And it was only like a few weeks before I left. So after that moment, so I would say the first few months were definitely like hustling, working in the hours, but it didn't work for me. And then Mm -hmm. once I just relied on that trust a bit more and I changed my belief to having fun and taking the breaks also equals the clients and that will come in naturally when I do that that's when it's happened. And I've had to remind myself of that over and over and over again throughout my business. It's not like I'm just like doing nothing all day either. And the clients just come rolling in. But when I'm in those modes where I'm feeling like I need to hustle or I need to like put in the work or I need to like send a million emails and I'm not trusting that things are going to happen Mm -hmm. to me, I always remind myself that things happen organically and they happen the best way possible for me when I allow myself to take the breaks and I allow myself Mm -hmm. to have fun and I allow myself to practice that self-care. Um, and I trust that things are going to work out. And every time I do that, they always, always work out. So it's been a, it's been a practice for sure. It's something that I'm still working on this day. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, the natural, thing was to hustle and to sit at the computer. And over time, I've just kind of allowed myself to like, do that, but also do the break. So for me, it's about really, really doing both and believing that when I do both, when I take the inspired action, I put myself out there, but I also leave room for things to happen, like magically almost, they just do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I am so on the same page with you, like exactly the same and very similar journeys where obviously, you know, I was very in the hustle and the grind and I've had to work through and allow a lot of that surrender and that release and trust in the universe that it is delivering. And I'm the same as you, where I will still have moments where it will come up and I do have to remind myself of that because I did obviously come from such a background of operating in such a masculine energy all the time that sometimes that does come up and you've got to actually work through and release it. And I, what I would say is like, you know, it's, it's about finding like a beautiful aligned balance between your masculine and between your feminine energy. And you know, when you feel inspired to obviously send the email, do the masterclass, like do all the things that obviously attract those clients, like obviously more in that masculine energy of taking that action do it because that's what feel a lot, what feels like in alignment for you but when you feel when you, that is sort of like reaching its limit and you can feel that pull like okay I need to you know prioritize time for play and for self care and self-love and all those sorts of things that means like okay it's time to step into that feminine and would you say that finding a balance between those two things is what has really allowed you to manifest so much success and abundance in your own business
1: oh yeah a hundred percent because When I think just when you have that balance, everything speeds up too. So it's not like you have to, again, like, it's not like you have to be doing the masculine stuff for a certain amount of hours. Like Mm -hmm. you're doing the masculine stuff, but you're doing it in a, in an aligned way so that it feels good. And when you do that and you really focus on the trust, like things happen so quickly. And anytime that I have that balance in my business Mm -hmm. is when I get the best results, hands down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I can so back you on that. And it's taken a while for me to realize it as well. But it's like every time, you know, you feel like, oh, you know, keep pushing, keep doing this stuff. And you go, no, I'm just going to go and I'm going to have the afternoon at the beach. I'm going to go out to dinner with my partner. I'm going to go to movies with my friends, like all those sorts of things. And when you do that, and this is what's happened for me, like every time I make that decision to step into that play or to do something fun and to allow that flow back in, that's when I have clients signing up to work, you know, either one on one or in programs oh. or to do coaching, like, or coaching or something like that. And it always happens like every single time. And would you, does that happen for you as well? Like when you actually allow that? Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Yes. Like if you guys are listening right now and you're like, Oh my God, I need to sign a new client or like make a sale or whatever, like literally close your laptop and like Mm -hmm. go do something fun because discovery calls, new clients, whatever it is that never happens when you're staring at your inbox and hitting mm. refresh a million times. Like yeah. It happens when you're out living your life and you're doing fun things and you kind of forget about it. And back to like what I was, or back to that story that I mentioned about signing those two painful clients in one week, something I had to do, I was, um, I was going away for one night for like a bachelorette party and I made myself delete my email app off my mm-hmm. inbox because I had talked to someone that week and we were following up the Monday and I was so scared that she was going to be like, you know what? I thought about it, but I decided that I'm not going to because at like at that point in my business, a lot of the calls I had got on that was happening. And I had someone who um, said yes, and then backed out. So I was so terrified of that happening with her. And I didn't want to be checking my emails, like the whole and I was gone. So I made myself delete my email app. I think I like made sure I didn't log in on Safari. And I had a call with her that Monday, and she signed on. And I was like, I swear, it's because I let myself have fun. And I wasn't obsessing over it. And I wasn't like focusing on the negative "what if" scenario.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I like threw my phone in the
1: river. Like I didn't want anything. To pretty stop. much. <laughs> but no, I spoke.
0: So it's about yeah, honestly, um, you know, letting go of forcing it and allowing yourself to be super present, which is obviously what you did. And I do the same thing. Like I'm like a do not disturb queen. Like my phone is pretty much always on do not disturb. Like mm-hmm. I have I've set very like very like energetic boundaries to actually protect myself because I used to be someone that was like checking all the time and getting back to things all the time and really like worrying about it all the time. But I do the same thing as you where, you know, when you actually let go and you stop looking at it, you you know, you delete your emails or you turn off notifications on Instagram or Facebook or all those sorts of things. It allows you to be so present in the moment. And obviously when you're present and you're doing things that you enjoy, that raises your vibration. And then when you raise your vibration, you become more of an energetic match for what it is that you actually want. And that's how it flows to you easier. And I don't know if this is what you sort of work with, with your clients, but, um, would you agree that, you know, that, um, you know, when you do that and when you step into that flow, that raising of your vibration is truly what makes such a difference and allows, you know, clients and success and abundance to flow to you?
1: oh totally 100% that's what it is because if you're thinking about oh my god this client's going to back out or oh my god like i'm so scared that i'm going to like that i'm not going to get a client this this month or this week or whatever like you're putting yourself at such a low like frequency and mm-hmm. that's what you attract so yeah 100% by like going out and doing the fun stuff um and also like showing up as if like i like to think okay how would I be showing up right now if I just found out I got a client? And I, yeah. I usually it's like, okay, I'd be going to the liquor store and grabbing a nice bottle of wine and, like, <laughs> ordering a pizza and, like, calling it a night. So, like, sometimes that's what I do or, like, I don't know. Like, I think about how I – and it's not always just about buying things either, but, like, how, what would be different about me? Like, well, for one, if I just got a client, I wouldn't be doubting myself or, like, doubting if they were going to sign up or not. And also nice. – if I had like, like thinking about my higher self too, my higher self isn't worrying about who is and who isn't signing up, um, or where the next client is coming from. So also just Mm -hmm. knowing like people are going to say no sometimes, but just trust that it's because they're not the right fit for you. And it's, it's not, or it's not the right time. Like by you're not doing yourself or that client a favor by working with someone who's not the right fit for you. So Mm -hmm. if you can just let that go. Obviously sometimes there's fears that people have to work through and that's one thing, but if it's not happening, just trust that someone better is meant for you. And I guarantee Mm. when you're again, raising the frequency to that point and focusing on the trust and going out and doing the fun things, there's going to be someone who's much better suited for you that will come along.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and you're always making room for those people that are more aligned with you that is in divine timing, and that's something I say to my girls all the time, like it's always in divine timing, like whether it's now or it's in a month or it's in a year, like it will happen in divine timing. Like the universe is always delivering, maybe not when you expect it to, but maybe there's something that needs to shift or a little bit of involvement that needs to happen before that does occur for you in divine timing, before it actually manifests.
1: yeah. Well, it's so funny that you say that too, because literally one of the very, well, well, what would have been one of my first couple of clients? um, She ended up, I think she paid like a really small deposit and then she ended up um, backing out. And then at the time I was like devastated because I was like so new in my business and like you literally are measuring your success by the amount of clients you have, or at least I was at the very beginning, which is not healthy. Like don't do that, (laughs) but that's kind of what your, that's kind of what your natural tendency is. Um, and it's funny because she ended up backing out, but then a few months later she, um, or maybe the next, no, the next year, I think she came to, I hosted two in-person retreats with two other girls. And she came to both of those. And just a few months ago, um, she signed up for one of my masterminds. So Mm -hmm. it's just funny. And like, that's a perfect example of divine timing. And we probably weren't a good fit way back then. And it's hard to trust that when you're focusing on growing your business, but you really do have to believe that everything's happening for a reason. Um, and now she, we are like, she's doing such amazing things and mm-hmm. I'm like so excited that we reconnected and I love working with her, but I really think that we were probably a way better fit now to work together than we may have been at the very beginning.
0: Yes. Yeah, such a good example of divine timing. Like so, so good. And divine timing that you have that example, because it is always nice to see that those like, it's easy to say it all the time, but to actually sort of actually see like an example of that and how it has manifested for you is so great. So thank you for sharing that. And also as well, you know, how you mentioned, like, you know, especially in the beginning, you do like, it is very natural to, you know, measure your success by the number of clients and how much money and all those sorts of things. But as you evolve, you realize it's very different to that. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, what, how you like measure your level of success and a better way to be looking at things now that you know what you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a, such a good question. And I'll be totally honest, like if you asked me this a year ago, I mean, I probably wouldn't have admitted it, but I used to measure my success by like my income and the amount of clients I had. And I just don't think that that's right because my goal is to make an impact and inspire people, whether or not they're a client, whether or not they're paying me. Yes. So Honestly, a year ago, like I probably wouldn't have admitted it, but it would have been like by the amount of money I was making and by the clients. And that's just because that's, it's not what I was taught to measure success by, but that's always what I imagined. or That's always Mm -hmm. what I thought success was growing up was it's about how much money you're making and like the job you have and stuff like that. But now it's really about who am I impacting regardless if they're my client or not? Mm. Um, Part of it is still financial. I will say that because I just think that that's a a, a big goal of mine is to continue to grow financially. And I also think that I am, if I'm growing financially, I'm impacting more and more people. So that kind of ties with that. Um, But it's, it's like multi-level. So the impact I'm making, the income that I'm making and the success that I'm seeing in my business, but also like the growth that I'm seeing in my business. So like, Mm -hmm. am I in the same spot as I was a year ago or have I personally grown and has my business grown? Like to me, that's a big measure of success too. And -hmm. then how happy am I? Like, am I happy Mm -hmm. with what I'm doing? Am I happy with the programs that I'm offering, the people that I'm serving? Am I happy with my community? Am I happy in my relationships? Am I happy with like the person that I am? Like happiness itself is like so multifaceted too. Um, And then also just like my health, like um, do I feel my best? Am I showing up as my best? Am I tapping into like that higher version of myself and like committed to showing up as her every single day? Because I think if I'm If I can commit to showing up as my higher self as often as I like consciously can, then I think the other areas are just totally taken care of. So I think at the end of the day, to give you like a one, oh, if you just wanted like a one thing, it would be how often am I fully showing up and embodying that like highest version of me?
0: Oh, I have goosebumps.
1: (laughs) I I love it. Love that so much. And you broke it down so
0: nicely into like the five different pillars, which overall showing up as your higher self. Yeah. Epic! Like seriously, such good advice, and I think that it's amazing advice. For no matter where you are at, like on your journey at all, whether you're starting out or whether you already have your own business or maybe you've just got an idea and you know you sort of got this inkling, your intuition's kind of like pulling you towards starting something. Like no matter what, like hearing that advice, whatever part of your journey you're on is incredible. Like I actually think it's so so important and. I love what you said about, you know, your level of success, you know, one element, one of those pillars was, you know, how you get to show up and serve and have an impact regardless of whether someone is a client or not. And I think that that's so important for, you know, business babes, entrepreneurs out there who are doing this and who are starting their own businesses and things like that and making sure that you're coming at it from a place of serving and showing up to have that impact and to raise the vibration of the planet and to help others in some way. And, When you do that, and this is so what has happened for me in my business, because I started Strong Babe Collective with, I I didn't start it as like, I'm going to start this business. Like I had no idea why I was really starting it. Like I started the Instagram, which then became the podcast because I like to talk about this sort of stuff and it evolved from there and exactly the same as you. I had someone reach out to me out of nowhere and literally was like, I want to work with you. And I signed my first one-on-one client before I ever told anyone that I did coaching. Like it wasn't a thing, Um, but it was, yeah. (laughs) And it was because energetically I was just in alignment with it because I was so focused on showing up and serving and just creating so much value. And, I just wholeheartedly believe like it goes hand in hand, like you show up, you serve, you put your energy out there with the intention of creating value and having an impact rather than how can this bring me money? That is when you just get in Mm -hmm. such alignment with those dream clients. And that's when they flow to you so easily. Like you have people coming out of nowhere asking to work with you. Like, do you agree with that? Would that, would you say that's kind of what's happened? Oh Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. Um, yeah, like people like kind of fly out of the woodworks and it's so funny though, because anytime someone shows up randomly, it's usually because I've put some sort of, I've taken some sort of aligned action. So for example, like this week I did a mini course to like help people do whatever it was. And then, um, I'm also like, it's also like, because I'm launching a new program. Um, But it's like, I just know that people are going to show up that weren't even watching the mini course, which is like such a magical thing about how this all works. But I love, like, I love that we're talking about, measuring success by like the impact we're making, whether people are b- buying from us or not. Because I think if you're measuring your success just by the amount of clients you have, you're like mm-hmm. so short selling yourself because mm-hmm. there's so many people who are like seeing your stuff, like your Instagram posts, watching your Instagram stories, listening to your podcast, whatever, uh, reading your blogs that aren't even coming forward and telling you that they're inspired, that they're inspired by you, right? Like think about all the people that you follow that have inspired you in some way or changed your life in some some way, even if it's just a small little thing that you haven't necessarily gone out and told them, Hey, because you said this, I did this. So there's other people in our own communities who are doing the same thing and they're just not necessarily vocalizing that we've impacted them in some way.
0: Oh, so good. So, so good. And 100%. And like, as you're saying that, I was like, yes, actually, like thinking about all these people along my journey that have said things that I've heard on a podcast or a live stream or whatever, an Instagram caption that has been transformational in my journey, but that I haven't necessarily reached out and been like, thanks so much for changing my life. like Even though it had that much of an impact and such good advice for those that do have their own businesses or, are you know, starting to make an impact in some way. And if you are feeling a little bit discouraged or like you know you 're not you know reaching out and not having as many clients as you might want to have like realizing like you 're having an, a bigger impact than you realize and you stepping into your power and you know stepping up into your impact like you have such a monumental impact beyond what you might even realize and it 's just about shining that light and continuing to show up and to shine it no matter what and knowing and trusting that in doing that like energetically you 're in such alignment and the rest just flows and that ties in so much with like the next bit that you said, like the second pillar, which I feel like we're like building out all these pillars, but um, you know how you're saying as well, like, you know, you said, you know, and honestly, like it is still about like income as well. Like that is an element of it. And I love that you said that because I don't ever want to sort of bring across the message, I guess that, you know, being proud of, well, not proud, but like celebrating the money flow in your life is a bad thing because I think that a lot of the time, people get behind that. And it comes from such a space of scarcity, but, you know, and it comes from a lot of our subconscious beliefs, like as kids and things like that, and whatever was fed to us around money being, you know, quote unquote bad, but it isn't at all. And it it, literally money is energy. And it's something that I talk to my girls about all the time, but money is energy. And when you energetically align yourself with showing up, with serving, with creating value purely for that, the energy that you receive is generally money. Like it flows to you so easily because that is the energetic exchange of our world. Like that is the predominant energy exchange. So do you feel like that? Like the more value you put out, oh, the more yeah. money flows.
1: Yes, totally. And that's why like when I take that inspired action, like if I'm doing like a free training or like a mini course or whatever, like that's why their clients show up because I am giving like So much value, and like that's energy too. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be given back to me. And I think that you're so right about like money being a taboo topic. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to admit that they want to be successful or they want their business to like bring them in a lot of money. But it's like, I'm pretty sure if you Didn't want to make money off of your business, you would have just started a charity. So, like, it's okay for that to be one of your driving forces, and that's okay for that to be something you desire. It doesn't make you bad or greedy or selfish or anything. Like, as long as you're still serving and providing value and like helping people and making an impact, like, you deserve to be financially rewarded for that
0: definitely and that's exactly right like you are you are worthy of that and realizing that too like you are worthy of that energetic compensation for what it is that you are putting out and something that you know and i used to, i used to have a really bad money mindset like i've had to do so much work through it on my throughout my journey but something that i talk about a lot as well is you know realizing like that energy flow like that money flow coming to you allows you to do things that then obviously you know have further of an impact like that's one element of it like that money flow coming to you like don't see it as and I've actually worked with clients around this like feeling bad around expecting or accepting money like taking money for what it is they do because they're like oh you know I just want to show up and I just want to help and everything like that and they feel bad about it but you know what I say is like reframe it like that money flow coming into you that allows you to then have a bigger impact and to reach more people and to do more things whether that's you know reaching more people in your business or donating to a charity that has a massive impact and as well money allows you to do things that fill up your cup and things that make you feel good so that then you get to show up as more of your higher self and put out an even higher vibration of energy and it's just then that cycle continues like it's beautiful and yeah. it's to celebrated
1: it. totally it's like this massive ripple effect like that's <sighs> it's like impacting everyone for the better and the thing with like money too i don't know if you've heard this quote before, but it's like being broke, isn't helping other broke people by any means. Like if you want to help people, if you want to like, to give back, like having, like having the money you desire is one of the best ways you can do that. So Mm. I just think that again, as long as like you're, I mean, as long as your intentions are positive Mm. and you're doing it because you want to help other people, but also because you want to live a really amazing life. Like that's enough. Like you don't need to have this like perfect, like scripted, like pageant answer about yeah. why you want to have money. Like just wanting to live a nice life and wanting nice things and wanting to help other people do the same thing yeah. is more than it.
0: Definitely, definitely, and I'm really glad we talked about that because, like, like you said before, you know, money can be really taboo, and people sort of feel like uncomfortable claiming it. Um, but I hope that that has lifted a lot of the veil around that and shifted, you know, the energy for those listening. Like, you know, celebrate that money, celebrate what it allows you to do, celebrate the impact that it allows you to have, the people that it helps you reach, and the life that it helps you to manifest for yourself that you are so worthy of. And there's nothing to be ashamed about around that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: totally.
0: I would love as well to sort of like, you know, just transition into a whole other side of things. But would love to sort of get an idea around, um, you know, what a typical morning or a typical day looks like for you. Like, love to get just like a picture of, you know, what a freedom babe life actually looks like, just a normal day.
1: Ooh, I love this. Yeah, totally. Okay, so right now things are a little crazy because I, well, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but just with like the holidays and then I got sick right after the holidays and then I went away. So like there was like a good three weeks where like I wasn't really doing much with my business at all. So this last month has been a bit of catch up. Um, but generally I'll give you like what a day looks like when I'm not, when I don't have as much to catch up on because it's <laughs> a lot less crazy yeah. than it is right now. So generally, I mean, I want so badly to be able to wake up at like 6am and feel ready to go, but I am like not a morning person at all. I'm really trying to work on that. (laughs) So generally I'm waking up at like, I don't know, like usually eight or nine o'clock. And I take my mornings a little slow. Like I'll get up, I'll do like my morning skincare routine, brush my teeth, all that stuff. And then. I take about an hour before I dive into anything, um, to do like my daily practice or like my daily ritual. So I'll meditate usually anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes. I'll spend time journaling, um, like either just free writing or I'll have like some prompts that I go through. Um, and then I'll, I like to read as well. Like I really love reading. It really likes, makes me really changes my energy when I read personal development. It makes me just Mm. feel so good. So if I can, like, do those three things before I start working, that's great. And then I'll, like, have breakfast. Um, Lately, I've been really getting into the habit of doing something with my hair and, like, putting at least a bit of makeup on because Mm. I feel such a difference with my energy when I feel, like, a bit more presentable. Yeah. Um, Working from home, like, the easiest thing not to do is just to like – keep your hair in a messy bun and not put any makeup on. But I just personally feel better when I feel presentable. So I've been making an effort to do that and to actually get dressed. Cause there's definitely been days where I've sat in my pajamas <laughs> until, yeah. until it's time to go to bed again. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll get into work and what I like to do too while I get ready is I put a podcast on. So whether that's personal development or even just, um, a fun podcast. It's just making me laugh. Usually it's both. That's like the best of both worlds, but Mm. I'll put that on just as another opportunity to like feed my mind with something positive and make me feel really good. And then I get into work. So I'll usually like do some emails, um, look at like my Facebook group for my different programs that I'm running. And then it just kind of depends on the day to be honest, but generally I'll probably be on like either a group or mastermind call or maybe like one or two client calls um and then it's just taking care of whatever needs to be done so like if i'm in the middle of a launch then that might be getting things ready for like a training or like a mini course or getting on sales calls with potential new clients if i'm not then it's creating content usually so just thinking about okay what do i want to put out there this week what does my audience need to hear from me and how can i create content that's going to um, Add value for them. I'm not unless I'm playing catch up or I am launching like a big program or I have like a big um, goal to reach that month. I'm not someone who's at their laptop all day. Like I would say, generally, I maybe am working four to. Six hours, six hours tops, and there's like mm-hmm. breaks in between. Yeah. Um, and then I also just I like to do something fun. Like I like to get out when I can. Uh, lately, I've been just going. I drive ten minutes to like my favorite coffee shop, and I get an oat milk latte, which is like my favorite thing in the world right now, and I just love it so much. Um, and like I just try and yeah, like take a break and. Kind of respect my energy too. Like if I'm feeling like, okay, it's time to go. I'm so inspired to try and take advantage of that. If I'm feeling like, okay, I'm not feeling inspired and I need to take a break, like I'll go to the coffee shop or go shopping. Like I let my intuition kind of guide me. I do have a typical schedule I try and follow, but I'm also not afraid to say like, fuck it when I need to and like go to the mall or go for lunch with a friend or whatever that is. And then nighttime, um, generally try and plug Like plug, what's the word I'm looking for? Unplug, unplug, (laughs) unplug. Like plug Plug out, like (laughs) plug off. (laughs) I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell people that when they annoy me, plug off. (laughs) off. Um, So I. (laughs) i'll try and unplug there are like there is like one night a week where i'll take calls and i have like a group call just because those are for my more beginner babes who are still in nine to five so i like try and respect their time too i know they're not totally on the schedule i am yet um but other than that i try and unplug have dinner with my boyfriend watch like a show that we love or like go Mm -hmm. for dinner do something like that and yeah that's pretty much it so it's like a really good mix. Like it, my life doesn't feel like work. Like even when I'm working and I have stuff to do, I'm not like, for the most part, I'm not like, Ugh, I have to do this. Mm. So it also can be easy for me to keep working at night. So I'm really trying to make an effort to yeah. unplug, shut things down. Yeah. Um, And I am pretty good at that when I'm caught up on things, but yeah, it's just it's fun working when you feel like it and not working when you don't feel like it. That's yeah. like the best part of all of this.
0: Definitely, that was so good to like listen to. And honestly, like I know that you say like it's fun to like work when you feel like it and not when you don't. But I think it's more than just fun. Like that is like being in alignment. And that like, you know, when you actually do that. And I was like listening to a podcast the other day. I think it was um, like Chris Harder's podcast, like for the love of money. And him and Laurie Harder were doing like a. An episode together and they were talking about um you know laurie was saying like she's realized and she used to feel really bad about it but she realized that for her like she works incredibly well between 12 and 3 and that's it like that is the time when she is just so like in flow like it's easy for her she gets so much done in those three hours but after she sort of reaches that three o'clock point she's like i can keep pushing it if i want if I really try but it's never as inspired it's never as in alignment it's never I think she said it's not necessarily the things that are really pushing the needle in the business you know it's kind of just those mm-hmm. those little things that sort of keep you busy but it's not necessarily doing much and she said you know by comparison like Chris can go a lot more hours than her and she said you know I used to feel kind of bad about that but then she realized like okay I'm going to own that and I'm going to step into that and I'm going to realize like those three hours are where I absolutely thrive and I make such a massive impact in my business and in my clients and in my audience in that time and like owning that rather than feeling bad for it. And it's something as well, like, um, I think I had this down to even talk to you about as we went through this, but you know, something that I've had to work on a lot myself and I heard it the other day as well, like working harder doesn't necessarily, or working harder and more hours doesn't necessarily equal more success. So I'd love to sort of hear your take on that if you agree with that.
1: Oh my God, that's like you're speaking my language right now. Like that I feel is one of like my biggest messages and one of the things I've been feeling inspired to talk all, like about lately. Um, because again, just going back to what we were saying at the beginning, so many people think that like hours equals success and hours mm-hmm. equals money and whatever. And obviously, yes, you have to put some hours in, but it's about working in a way that feels good to you. Mm-hmm. Um versus putting in hours just to put in hours because when you're working in a way that feels aligned and it feels good. And like what you were saying about Lori Harder, when you're thriving and pushing the needle, that's all you have to do Mm -hmm. and also setting your business up in a way to do that. And so you don't have to be working um, crazy hours all the time. Like my first year in business or in this business, I was only working with one-on-one clients and I got to the point about six months in where I was like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out because I'm having mm-hmm. weekly calls with these people and the calls are great, but like afterwards I would feel so drained because I'm giving my energy to multiple people multiple times a week and I didn't feel like I had the time to actually put into my business to move it forward. So mm-hmm. that's when I started like looking at how to scale my business. And I started like group programs and mastermind programs where I could actually make a bigger impact because I could work with more people, but it wasn't requiring more time. And that's like been such a game changer for me. And that feels so much more aligned. And I love those calls with those girls so much because I genuinely feel like I'm making such a big impact. And I actually feel so like lit up afterwards Mm -hmm. instead of drained because It's, it's just working in a way that's benefiting me and them, which is the great thing about it. And I think that really is what it's all about as an entrepreneur is if you're not working smarter versus harder, then you aren't tapping into your full potential and you're not creating the level of success and impact that you really could be.
0: Mm, definitely definitely and it's all about setting up those things like you said that allow you to look after your energy as well so that you can serve better and realizing like okay things have worked up until this point this way but you know maybe it's not necessarily working as well as it could and maybe it's not really serving me as well as it could and therefore i'm not serving as well as i could and making those shifts like you have into you know your group coaching and your masterminds and all those sorts of things and I think it's so important, and so important for those of us on the same journey to realize that, like, it's okay to evolve and to make changes, so long as you are, you know, doing things that allow you to serve and that protect you as well. So, I think that that's so great. Do you have people like that you reach out to as well? Like, do you have, you know, do you outsource things, or do you have um, like team members or anything like that, or is it you just doing it yourself and having this beautiful flow, just one person team?
1: No, I love that you brought that up because I, that was like one of the things I just realized after I probably should have mentioned is like outsourcing is a big part of working smarter versus harder too. And it's something that's been really, really challenging for me because I have like perfectionist tendencies and I just have like also the mindset or I'm working on it, but I had the mindset of like, oh, well, why would I, give that away. Like I can just do it myself. Like I almost Mm. felt bad outsourcing or I feel like I'm annoying people or like bugging people by like handing things off. Um, but what I've realized is that just because I can do it doesn't mean I have to. And if it's not something that like you said, is moving the needle or pushing like in my zone of genius or Mm. pushing my business forward, then hand it off to someone else. So, um, yeah, I work with an assistant, And she handles like majority of my podcast stuff. She handles like a lot of the admin stuff, like anything. I'm just like practicing giving her more and more and more because anything that I don't need to be spending time on, why would I? Because I could either be focusing that time and energy on making an impact and growing my Mm. business or like having fun and just living my life and doing that stuff. I remember one time I outsourced, like, I was setting up a new program and I outsourced to my assistant, just her setting up the entire back end of it. And I think I like spent that time watching HDTV and like, I think it was around my birthday and I ate like some birthday cake or something. And I was like, wow, like this is amazing right now that I can be doing this and not have to worry about it getting done. And it felt so good. So Mm. once you can start like, start doing it little by little. And the more you do that, um, You'll be able to like outsource more because it also takes time to trust someone like our Mm. businesses are our babies and it's hard to pass some of those things off. So just start little by little and it kind of becomes addicting after a while.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's really you stepping into that freedom life and letting go of the grip that is so tight, especially when you start off, you know, with your own business, like it, like you said, it's your Mm -hmm. baby, like it's yours. And I used to be, and I remember saying like in the last business, which obviously I had a breakdown because (laughs) I had that belief and it had to be hard and I did it all myself. But I remember people saying like, you know, do you want to build this out? Like, do you want to have other people helping? And I remember saying words like, no, like I can do this all myself. Like I want to do this all myself. I don't need any help. Like I've got this. And obviously that didn't go that well like because I did have that belief that I had to do it all myself because I could. Whereas now, and that's something that I've worked mm-hmm. through a lot as well. And something that I've started to do, especially recently in my own business now Um, Like handing things off and, you know, recognizing, like you said, like letting go of like the little things that is really just taking up time that you could be using to create content that is of value or show up in a different way that serves or helps or, you know, creating that impact, you know, and if you are getting caught up working in your business rather than on it and like out there and reaching more people, you're actually not just doing a disservice to yourself, but also to your wider audience.
1: Yeah. Totally. And something that really helped me too, I love that you're saying that because it's like, if you're spending time doing these things and you're not spending that time impacting your people, like you are doing them a disservice and you're also doing your business a disservice because Mm -hmm. if the things you're doing, aren't creating like a return for you, then Mm -hmm. someone else can be doing them. Like, I feel like you need to get in the habit of, of getting clear on what are the things that you do in your business that you re- see a return on either with, in terms of like value or adding value to your community and them being inspired and them, um, or creating an impact with them or mm-hmm. a financial return. And if it's, or a time return, and if it's neither, yeah. then
0: pass it, pass it off. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that is honestly... Like the key I think to evolving and to growing and to having a bigger impact because like otherwise there is only a certain a certain amount of hours in a day. Like even if you chose to work twenty three out of twenty four hours, like, you know, one hour for sleep, like that literally like there is only so much that you can do in that time. And if you don't learn to let go of some of those little things that are just holding you back, you are holding yourself back, holding your business back and holding your audience back from doing what they're capable of too, because you're not showing up for them. So yeah, great advice. And thank you for being so honest and transparent about that and actually sharing what that looks like in your business. I know that it will help a lot of babes that are listening. Um, Moving on, like from that too as well, I would love to know as well. So obviously we sort of touched about it at the beginning, you know, babes starting businesses for that freedom life and then getting very trapped in those cycles of, you know, then working like, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour days, getting very caught up in those things and then not seeing the freedom that they actually started it for. I'd love for you to share, you know, the three key things that you could, you, that you would tell someone to start living that freedom babe life.
1: Mm, I love this. Okay. So this, I have what I call like my freedom babe method. So this like is actually the three steps, which I love. Um, Okay. So the first thing in order to live that freedom babe life is you need to get clear on what that looks like and you need to give yourself permission to live that life. So I think So many people are saying like, oh, like I want to live like a more freedom lifestyle. I want to do this, this, and this. Um, But they're not clear on that. They're not clear on what their their version of a freedom lifestyle looks like because it's different to every single one of us. Or they haven't given themselves permission. So maybe they're like, oh my God, yeah, like it would be so nice to like fly first class or to shop at high end stores or to quit my job. But like, that's just not possible for me. Um, mm. and they haven't like really given themselves the permission to have that. So the first step is to like create your vision and give yourself permission to have that mm. because you have those desires for a reason. They're not there to tease you. They're not there to like make you jealous and to hate your life. They're there because like you're supposed to have them. The universe when like you, actually wouldn't be able to think of these things if you couldn't physically have them. So the when you are reminded of your desires, that's the universe being like, hey, whoever, like you're supposed to have these things and I'm reminding you to go after them. Um and then the second step is to like believe that it's possible and know that it's possible. So this is where you really have to do the inner work and you have to think about okay, what are my beliefs around living a freedom lifestyle? Is it that I can't have it? Is it that I'm not good enough? Is it that it's not possible for me? Is it that I don't deserve it? Like, what are those like shittier beliefs and like the fears and the doubts that you have around living that lifestyle and work through them. So usually it goes back to something we learned as a child. Um, Either like someone told us we couldn't have that, that like toy in the store. So we like always believed that we couldn't have what we wanted. Um, Mm -hmm. or like someone made fun of us at school and told us we weren't good enough. So go back to like where this was first, like kind of ingrained in you or where this belief first came to be. And that's going to take some work. Like it's not necessarily going to be always something that you realize right away. So you have to kind of dig a little deep, which is uncomfortable sometimes, but the more you can Figure out where that came from and realize that it was just something that you picked up and you didn't know any better and forgive like your younger self, forgive whoever else was involved and rewrite that story, choose to rewrite that belief Mm -hmm. into something more positive and empowering that's going to put you in the direction of having the freedom lifestyle. That is everything. So really working on your belief system around having the freedom lifestyle and changing the beliefs that aren't serving you. And then the third step is taking action toward it. So it's one thing to have the vision and believe that you can have it. But if you're not actually taking action, that's going to move you towards the direction of the freedom lifestyle, then it's, like it's just a wish really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't believe in like luck or wishing for things or any of that. Like I just believe that we really do write our own stories and we get to decide what's possible for ourselves and we get to have the life that we want by taking action towards it. So you have to get clear on what can I do to move me closer to this. So if you want to, let's say go to Europe this summer. Okay. Well then, Can you start researching the trips? Can you start researching the flights and how much that's going to cost? Can you start looking at the hotels that you want to stay in? Can you Mm. even book the hotel? Like this is something I tell my clients all the time. Like take the action where you can. It doesn't always have to involve money if that's what you're afraid of. Like most hotels you can book in advance and pay when you get there. And do you have like a window of canceling without them charging you? So like do that, take the action towards it as though it's happening. Mm. And that's when you're going to start to attract like the resources or, um, the situations that you need to make that possible. So without Mm. the action, you guys are going to stay at like a standstill. So really, really, really make sure that you're taking action towards the things that you want. And it could be something as simple as like studying the people who have done it and starting to take the steps that they took. Mm -hmm. Um, or little things like even with like, if you want to start a business, like start, thinking about your brand name, go buy the domain, go play around with a Squarespace website, like just do something to move you in the direction. And like we were talking about to push the needle.
0: Definitely that.
1: And honestly, those three steps are everything. Like
0: I really feel like you just broke that down so perfectly. And in such a way that is really easy to implement. And I think that that will just have such an impact on those listening. Like it, like it gets to be easy. Like that's something that I talk about all the time. It's like, it is easy. Like you've yes. just got to decide that it is, and you've just got to start taking, taking, you know, that inspired action, like inspired action to me is everything. Like, it's like probably the biggest oh, factor yes. of like my courses and like what I teach is like take that inspired aligned action. That is, that is supporting the version of you that already has it all. And that's exactly what you literally went through. I was like, get that clarity, like get super clear about what it is that you actually want and then go forward and like obviously release your limiting beliefs around it and then take that inspired action. And as easy as it sounds, like that is the thing that is lacking the majority of the time. Like it's so easy to say, you know, I want, you know, a freedom business or I want to travel and you're having those wishes and those wants and all those sorts of things. But keeping yourself in that state exactly where you are and being like oh no I've got the idea like it sounds good one day but then never actually doing anything about it but feeling okay because you've got the idea and you're like oh no I'll change someday like I'll change someday but unless you actually start to take that inspired action in the now like in this present moment it will forever be a one day thing like you will keep manifesting it not happening for yourself unless you start actually taking that inspired action and like you said, it can be as easy as starting to Google, you know, images of where it is that you want to go, like start to get yourself in that Mm -hmm. energy of it already being yours. And, you know, even like acting as if like, you know, like you said, like book the hotel, like do those things, like it's already happening for you because that's how you manifest it even faster. So brilliant advice, love, honestly. So good.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like so many people think that uh, so many people have the impression that Things just happen for people or that like these opportunities fall in our laps. Right. But it's so yeah. not true. Like you have to take the action. So just go do something or go ask someone how they did it. And that like the, the inaction is keeping you way more stuck and keeping you way smaller than just taking the action.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And a lot of the time it's that fear of stepping out of our comfort zones. But when you recognize like the best version of you and your best life, like your dream life is, it's right there. It's just a teeny tiny bit outside of your comfort zone. And it's just about always pushing a little bit up and out of that. And that's how slowly but surely you manifest your dream life. Like that's how easy it is. It's just one tiny little bit of inspired action every day and suddenly you're
1: there. (laughs) Exactly. It's all the small steps that add up to like these big transformations.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, as well, just one question before we sort of wrap up towards the end, but I'd love to know what you always do to make sure that you are constantly evolving and up leveling.
1: Oh, I love this. Okay. The first thing that comes to my mind is investing in myself. Um, Mm. that's something that I've always taken really seriously and I haven't stopped doing that since I like first hired my coach. Well, even when I was in network marketing, I was still investing in myself, but in my business as well. Um, ever since I hired my first coach, I've always worked with a coach and that holds me accountable to continue to evolve and grow because I just think when you have money, I don't want to say money on the line, but when money is involved, um, it holds you accountable to that next degree. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm seeing a return. So that's a really good way for me to continue evolving and evolving. And then also just like learning, like I'm, I love learning and I love learning from people who are where I want to be and who are ahead of me. Like that is one of the most powerful things you can do is learn from the people who have already done it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to, again, make things harder than they have to be. Just learn from the people who have already done it and implement what they've done And that is going to make sure or make sure you're continuing to evolve and grow as well. And then also just personal development. Like I'm such a huge personal development junkie. I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with learning. Um, But just making sure like prioritizing that and prioritizing my own personal growth because I know that when I'm growing and evolving as a person, my business is also going to grow and evolve.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely. And so much in that, you know, when you, like you said, like when you make that commitment, like it's such an energetic commitment when you do hire a coach or you enroll in a course, you know, you do those sorts of things, investing in yourself. Like it's having the skin in the game. Like it's literally like that investment, like it's like an energetic commitment. Like you put the money forward, which is the energy. And, and as a return, like you get those results and you get that coach who's, who's their energetic commitment is what they are giving you, like, you know, the advice and the help and the support and all those sorts of things. And then you have that energetic commitment with yourself as well. Like, okay, I've made this investment, so I'd better take the action. Like I'd better actually do the things (laughs) because that's why I'm here. And that's why, you know, making that commitment as opposed to just, you know, and we've all done it, like, you know, just getting free resources all the time and they sort of go in your inbox and you're like, yeah, I'll check that later. And you never do because you never you never paid for it. Like there was never an investment in it. Yeah. There was never that commitment. So you're like, Oh, you know, later. And of course you never get the value out of it that you could have, because there was never that commitment around it. So, um, so exactly.
1: with
0: you. yeah. Um, and as well, like even how you said, you know, who you look to and like learning from others, that's something that I've done massively as well is changing what is normal, yeah. changing what is normal for you yes. and you surround yourself with yeah. and who you look at. Yeah. And realizing like, you know, if you're at a certain level in your business where you're making like five figure months, okay, like, well, who am I going to look to now? Well, I want to make normal for me six figure months. And so I'm going to start looking at the people that that is their normal and redefining your normal and surrounding yourself with people that Allow you to get in the energy of, like, okay, yes, six figure months is normal. It's not out of my realm. It's not impossible for me. It is possible. These people are doing it and I'm doing it as well. So I think that that is. Oh, my God, cool.
1: I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, I talked about this recently. It's like normalizing it instead of pedestaling it. So instead of being like, oh my God, like, uh, like six your months, like that's crazy. Like, that's like, so up here. Like, I just feel like that's so far away or like, blah, 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 blah. Like instead of like making it this thing that's bigger than you, like you need to come to expect those things and make that, like you said, your normal and something that is just part of your life. Just like waking up and brushing your teeth every day. Like when you can normalize it on that level. Um, and again, like you said, surround yourself around people who that is their normal, like that's Mm going to become your normal
0: definitely definitely and it's had so much to do with how i've gotten to where i am and obviously for you as well you know who you've surrounded yourself with and the transitions that you've made in your own life it it all comes from redefining your normal and deciding that it's already yours before it is 100% yeah
1: agreed totally
0: amazing amazing oh my gosh I've loved this chat so so much and I would love to know for you Kel as well you know what's next for the freedom babe like do you have anything exciting coming up that you want to share with our babes listening we'd love to know what's next for you
1: oh my god I love this yeah there's there's a lot happening this year um one of the things that I'm really excited about is like my signature program where I work with like the brand new babes who are like ready to do this and ready to like build that vehicle to create their freedom lifestyles, Um, I'm going to be running that pretty much throughout this whole year, which is really exciting. I ran it once last year, and I'm kind of evolving that program so that I can run it um, consistently. So Mm. super, super excited about that. And then other than that just really getting into like my podcast as well um i have some like really exciting guest lineup so i'm just excited about the direction that i'm heading in with my podcast too oh
0: so exciting so exciting so much to look forward to <laughs> i love it the best is yes. always yet to come <laughs> so good yes it's so true so good. Um, And as well, I would love to know as well, if there's one piece of advice that you could leave our babes with today to help them to manifest the life that they are so worthy of, what would it be?
1: I think it's just to get really, really, really clear on what it is you want. And I know that kind of goes back to my method or the first step of my method, but it's like, if you don't know what it is that you want, you can't get there. So like, even if you think you're clear on you on what you want, go into those specific details um, and get even more clear and think about that every single day, because it's wild how one day you'll just have this epiphany and you're like, oh my God, I'm living the life I used to dream about. And hmm. it's not like it's this big magical moment where you're like, yes, I'm here. But like one day you'll be like, okay, wow, I used to visualize this. This yeah. The things that I have used to be on my vision board, whatever it is. Um, So just get so clear about what it is that the lifestyle you want looks like and take, make an effort and take the time to think about that. And like surround yourself with those things on a regular basis. Cause I guarantee you're gonna wake up one day and be like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> what I used to dream about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely such good advice and I'm so with you it all starts from getting that clarity because if you're not clear How can you possibly expect anything like how can you expect the universe to live out if you don't even know what it is that you're asking for so Brilliant piece of advice and I think something that can definitely be implemented by all of us to get super clear Even if you think you're clear get a little bit more clarity around it and watch as it manifest even faster So that is amazing Oh, Kelly, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I have loved having you, loved talking to you. Um, And for those that love your vibe, which I'm sure there are so many listening who do, um, where can we find out more about you and connect with you and find out more about what you do and just literally touch base and share some love?
1: Awesome. I love this. Okay. So my website is thefreedombabe.com. And then my podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, and that's called the freedom babe podcast. And then you can come hang out with me on Instagram at the freedom babe
0: amazing so nice and easy easy to remember and i will definitely pop all of those links below in the show notes so that you can go and connect with kelly as well and soak up all of her goodness over on insta website podcast all the things but honestly hun thank you so much for being on the show it has been incredible i've loved chatting to you and i know the babes listening will have gotten so much out of this interview today as well oh my god
1: thank you so much for having me i adore you this was so much fun